Once upon a time, there was a prince who lived in a tower. He had been born to a king and a queen in the kingdom of San Francisco, and he was raised by nannies and boarding schools. He was a good child. He did everything he was told. He never questioned his world, and his rebellions, on the whole, were very, very small. He worked hard, earned his law degree, and made a life defending the weak and downtrodden, while he enjoyed a privileged life atop the tallest tower of the kingdom. But although there was no snow in his kingdom, there were chilly bay breezes, and they left his heart cold, oh, so very cold. Zack Driscoll sipped his champagne and looked around him. His parents' annual Christmas party seemed to be in full swing. The chandelier was dusted, the Galleria ballroom glittered with tasteful silver decorations, and his secretary, Leah, was flirting with the up-and-coming young president of the local Chamber of Commerce. Fortunately for Leah's fun, she didn't know he was gay. Zack knew Angelo Fitzsimmons was gay, but Angelo didn't know Zack knew. It was a sad fact that Zack owed pretty much every decent sexual encounter he'd ever had to a flyer on escort services that Angelo had left in a bathroom stall when Zack was still in college. Zack figured that if the firm was discreet enough for Angelo with his budding political career, it was discreet enough for a union lawyer who only showed up to these things for his parents. Oh, and speaking of... She's charming, Zack. It's about time you settled down and brought a date to one of our parties. Hi, mother, he said, pursing his lips in a really horrible approximation of a smile. We're not dating. She's my secretary. She does a really good job. I figured she deserved a perk. So you brought your secretary to a fundraiser? His mother, God! She looked forty, was closer to sixty-five, and could ooze disdain with a few choice words. Right now, she needed a little sponging off at the edges. Zack looked over at Leah, who was wearing a red, crushed velveteen dress that left one shoulder bare and sported gold spangles up the split sides. Her dusky skin and sturdy, wide-hipped body looked lush and sensual under that textured fabric, and he only wished he could appreciate that. She'd dyed her hair Christmas red to match, worn gold bangles in her updo, and was currently trying to teach Angelo the Harlem Shuffle. Yes, he said, smiling a little. He didn't joke with Leah or get too personal with her, but he sure did admire the hell out of her. She'd started off the job wearing black suits and black shoes, and had kept her normally straight black hair cut short and practical. In the past three years, since he'd started the firm and hired five more lawyers and three more paralegals, she had, one tiny bit at a time, let little bits of the real Leah shine through. First, it was fuchsia or lime-colored shirts under her business suit. Then, it was fantastic shoes to match the shirts. Then, it was suits to match the shoes. Then, it was hair to match the whole shebang. And while her wardrobe expanded, her sarcasm also began to expand in depth, breadth, and sheer breathtaking scope. 
What, you didn't finish that file before it's due, Mr. Driscoll? I'm suspecting you stopped to take a crap sometime this weekend. Shame on you! Zack hadn't known how to respond at first. He'd never been proficient in sarcasm, or in any of the more salient social skills, such as conversation, eye contact, or generally wanting to get to know his fellow human beings. He'd simply grunted and walked into his office, wondering what to say. But over the last six months, that sarcasm had started to feel like overtures of friendship. When he'd gotten the invitation to the party, stressing the need for a plus one, he told Leah he'd spring for the dress and, well, there they were.